This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Music. Horror. See something really scary? You bet. Music, horror, art, politics, and overall badassery. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio for real on Society 13 Networks. Welcome, friends, folks, and fiends. To KWR, we've got a lot to cover real quick here, so we can get down to business. Uh, let's see, where to begin? Uh, I met some great friends at the Pittsburgh Comic Con from the web series Sentient. And you're going to be hearing all those folks in a little bit. As usual, it is uh, off-prem work, and it was at a convention. The sound is not always the best, as, well, as it will be when I get them in the studio. But uh, that's Mark Cross and his crew of Sentient. You're going to be hearing them in a little bit. Now, uh, let's see. I got a screener for a movie called Meltdown. And I am going to be reviewing that soon. I'm waiting for the director to get back to me, give me the okay on that. And it was starring Alicia Marie, who we are no stranger to if uh, you remember the Screen Park days when KWR just started up. But yeah, Alicia Marie in Meltdown. It, I believe it's a zombie movie, and I'm going to let you know what it's like. I'm going to be watching that probably tonight. Um, the, the director's name is Jacob uh, Mulliken, and I'm waiting to hear from him on more information on how and when to see this. But there was a, a sold-out uh, premiere, I believe, in the South Side last week that I was invited to but couldn't be at. So you're hearing more about the Meltdown horror movie in later episodes. Also, too, I met another great metal band recently, Impending Lies. Uh, that is 
guitars and vocals by James Skirtich, and that's S-K-R-T-I-C-H. I want to thank Amanda Dawn for introducing me to Impending Lies. You're going to be hearing Whisper to a Scream very shortly here. And also, I've got another screener. This one I actually watched already, uh, Web of Deceit, a short film by Michael Kine and Bianca Elaine Barnett. They star in it as well. Uh, they won, let's see here, there's the 26th director competition. Uh, they placed 20 out of 250 entries. Not bad. Look up Web of Deceit. I enjoyed it. It's a real short film. Straight to the point. And getting straight to the point. I had a great convention. I sold out on books. The Fall of Tomorrow, folks, it's out there. You can go to www.fairlydarkproductions.com and, or just go straight to Amazon. Either way, it's on Kindle as well. And I appreciate the patronage. And especially from Thomas, Thomas Switterlich. Lots of tongue twisters in this, this show right now. Thomas Switterlich is the author of Tomorrow and Tomorrow, who will be on here. Um, maybe not next week, but it might be the week after that. Tomorrow and Tomorrow from Penguin Publishing. Fantastic book. I, I don't want to say horror, science fiction. I really can't pigeonhole this one into anything. It's, it's a, just a great human drama story. Uh, definitely some science fiction twists to it. Oh, yes. Um, but he was kind enough to stop by my table and seek me out and then bought my book. And I, I actually bought two books, The Big Book of Bizarro and, and uh, The Fall of Tomorrow as well, uh, both put out by Burning Bull Publishing. And I really appreciate that. I appreciate you, Gary. Uh, Vincent for publishing me and Thomas thanks for showing up man uh, it was a great convention I had a great convention I was there sit sitting with me was uh, Kelly Martin also who was published in Burning Bowl Publishing and he has his own company as well you'll be hearing him talk a little bit as well I, I had a great time with him we talked a lot of sci-fi a lot of anime a lot of anime Mr. Kelly Martin and um, let's see some of the music you're going to hear in the background here uh, compliments of Raymond Wilson the composer for Sentient the upcoming web series coming in the next year. I believe May is when it starts. I think a pilot, I believe they start talking about that in January. Um, you're going to hear them talk about that in a moment here. You're going to have uh, Raquel Bouvet, that's, uh, or Bouvet, B-O-U-V-E-Y, R. Douglas Jones, and Mark Cross, the two writers, uh, Raquel's producer, and of course, Aaron Berger, uh, the talent, uh, all of which will be coming up right now. Let's, uh, let's hear a little metal first, all right? This is Whisper to a Scream, Impending Lies. Silence. I watch me. 
Uh, we, we got, there we go. Hey, test, test. Test, test. Okay, well, we're just, just going to let this thing roll. Hi, this is Dave at Kettle Whistle Radio, live from Pittsburgh Comic Con. And not so live when people hear it, because I get to clean this up first. I have some new friends here I met today. Uh, let's introduce everybody. we got Mark Cross. Hello. Director, producer, writer, right? Yes, Mark Cross. Well, let's hear a little bit about your background first. Um, of course, I, we met out in the parking lot, so yes, that's the only background we did I got. <laughs> yesterday. My background is various and extensive. Um, I started off as a, a U.S. track and field Olympic athlete. Um, started working for Disney. Uh, was there as an anim senior animator for like three and a half years. Um, started directing, did some Disney Food Mind stuff, won, won some Telly Awards for some commercials, did Reebok, Night for Toyota. Uh, got married to a girl in Pittsburgh. Similar story. That's and it. I'm from New York and now I'm now, stuck in Pittsburgh too. Yeah. Now I'm here. I'd be careful. <laughs> She's stuck, guys. Come on. <laughs> She's part of the show, so I have to be careful. So, yeah. Yeah, that's Miss D. And now let's introduce Raquel, right? Yes, my name's Raquel Bovey. Um, I am the producer of Sentient. It's been quite a road. I only met Mark a few short months ago, but I feel like I've known him my whole life. Best friend. That definitely happens during production, doesn't it? <laughs> um, and it's, I mean, it's been a passion project for Mark and Doug, but um, they've reeled me in. Um, pretty easily. I love Sentient just as much as they love Sentient. It's their baby. Um, so I've been producing it and we have big things. Not an easy job. No, it's not. We're all very tired right now. We've been here all day. So we're just, you have to deal with us being tired. I, I got coffee, so I have an advantage. And next, of course, last but not least, I'm Doug and Doug Jones. And I'm a co creator, writer, and uh, executive producer for the. Story sentient, and uh, I met Mark uh, through our wives. Uh, they both in dog rescue. Another Pittsburgh connection. And it was, and she was a Pitts, and my wife is a Pittsburgh girl. I grew up in Florida, but she's a Pittsburgh girl, and so we've come back here, and uh, and uh, we met met Mark at some social events, and he always was saying, "Hey, man, we got to work together. We got to work together." And I kept blowing him off, but <laughs> but eventually uh, he pitched this story to me called Sentient that, for reasons that will become obvious to an audience once they see it, it's an gripping, engaging human story that uh, we've gotten involved in. So it's been really fun. Well, I see a common denominator here now, Raquel. What's the deal with you Pittsburgh girls luring us in? All right, <laughs> three of us. That's a little weird. It's a little weird. I, I haven't seen. I've seen two guys, and now we got three of us. So you guys got something over us. I don't know what. I don't know. Congratulations I can't on that. <laughs> I can't do it. Well, back to Mark. I had a few things I wanted to ask you. I, I, I was looking at your stuff. Now I'm a horror buff. The trip. Oh. <laughs> How did I miss the trip? Oh, the trip. That was. It's my... a horror slasher. It sort of looks like in the dual sense, a Spielberg's duel. I know you grew up with that too, right? Yes, I did. Okay. That movie was, that was my first film. Um, I was, uh, I had been directing commercials at Disney, and I kind of decided that the only way I was going to get a feature film is that if I financed the film myself. And so basically, Good for you. Uh, found these guys in LA, big, big producers. We, we use Santa Clarita Studios. Which where they shoot CSI, and we shot on all the same roads that they shot the duel on for Steven Spielberg. We actually did had, you really? I just took a shot there. I swear to God. We I did. Really did. Yeah. We, and we had we, the, our our fire marshal actually worked on the duel. He said the first film he had ever worked on 
he was talking to me on set. He said, the first film I ever worked on was just like this. It was called The Duel. Oh, my God. You were like, wait a second. I was like, wow, that's so cool, man. So, so yeah, that's where it came from. Uh, it was homage to that movie with uh, with uh, Dennis Weaver. Right. Absolutely. And that's before Raquel's time, right? You never heard of that one? Not before. Did you make her watch it? No. She, no, I hate my movie, though. Oh, <laughs> I hate my movie. It was, I've it was, heard enough about it. All right. It was, it was really hard. He basically has told me that I might be fired if I watch it. Oh, really? Okay, then we won't get into that. I'm just joking. <laughs> well, let's talk about Senshin, then. Uh, give me an idea, background, what it is. You guys already told me, but let's tell the audience what this is about. So Sentient uh, is a uh, it's a, a medical sci-fi drama mystery medical mystery and it's kind of in the vein of um, a little bit of the thing and invasion of the body snatchers with some Walking Dead a dash there but that that's simplifying it a bit um, the the basic plot begins with a, a group of uh, scientists uh, doctors who are on a corporate retreat in the uh, backwoods of uh, southern Ontario and uh, there they uh, they come across a guy who has a virus that they can't explain and it becomes apparent that this virus is evolving it's self-aware and thus the name of the story is sentient it's intelligent and, uh, and there the whole the whole narrative and plot line of the story is of course trying to contain this sentient virus uh, that's hell-bent on destroying human life. Uh, you have a big cast I saw there. Um, was it like six major characters or what? Yeah, it's actually 12 major 12, characters. Well that's even better. I yeah, love more of the merrier. The way it started is that we um, we decided that we wanted to get uh, Pittsburgh actors some work and because you know Los Angeles I moved here from Los Angeles yes and and mostly uh, Los Angeles we come here and we shoot and we cast from LA we crew from LA we only use Pittsburgh locations and so um, I was teaching a I was working with some actors in an acting class and they all wanted their SAG cards and SAG has a new media agreement that you can do web series and things like that and, and help people get their SAG cards. So that's kind of, right. And so that's we took advantage of that and I kinda of wrote this this series and didn't intend on for it to be anything big and then Doug and I started talking and he joined in on it. And, and then you know Raquel been producing it. It's, it's, uh, created a monster, basically. Yeah, really yeah. Very cool. Raquel, what about your background before this? Um, I'm actually still in school right now. I'm getting my master's degree, a master's of science in uh, media management. Um, I go to Duquesne University, and I actually have a background in public relations and advertising, also from Duquesne. Um, but, I mean, film has always been a passion of mine, and that's one of the many levels that Mark and I were able to connect on um, as friends, even before business partners. And I think that's the common denominator between all of us. We really enjoy film, we're passionate about it talk about it all the time like that's our life our conversations revolve around hey did you see that show last night 
hey, you want to go to the movies this weekend? How about tomorrow? How about the next day? We go to the movies three times a week. See, that that's all. I could do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I love that, too. I have a passion for that. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Winding down. You know. And now you're a writer. I'm a writer. What have you done? That, are there stuff you don't want to talk about yet? Or you got stuff brewing? Stuff you want to get published? Like, were you one of those guys, you know, stars in your eyes, you just want to be the next Stephen King? Well... I, I'm uh, projecting right now. <laughs> this, is, this is me. <laughs> I don't picture you that way, Doug. I, um, I've written one book, uh, and it, of all things, it's a prayer book. Um, and uh, But uh, that's the only thing I've really ever published in book form. Um, but I think Mark might have been the actual first literal first person to ever purchase the book. <laughs> nice. And, and that's why he always bugged me. He's like, we got to work together because for some apparent reason he liked my writing style. And, hey. Um, so that's pretty neat. So that, that connected us. And um, But I, I do love to write. Uh, I, my day, I have a day job that has nothing to do, that allows very little creative outlet. And so... Yeah, and Sentient's tapped into that, and I and it's it's been a blast. Uh, writing, rewriting, plotting, thinking, dreaming, scheming. This is like, did you say ten episodes? Or well, the first season is going to be six episodes, forty-five minutes yeah, each. Forty-five minutes That's each. That's cool. All right. The That's second cool. season is probably going to be twelve episodes. I love to hear that you have a yeah. second season planned already. Right. We have, have five seasons planned. Seasons planned. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. All right, I love it. I love we, it. We have a comic book called yeah. Sentient, nineteen twenty-eight. Is that how you guys got into Comic Con, or was it the? the yeah, well, that was one of the reasons. We're debuting you know, the book. Yeah, nice. It's, okay. a, it's a really awesome comic. It's a graphic novel. I Shout missed out it over to there. our artist Trinita Finney. She's there you been go. here in years past. She is a phenomenal phenomenal artist. Yeah, definitely shout out to whoever you want right now. And you know what, you got to tell, give people links where they can find you. And I, our, our handle, we're on any social media you can possibly think of, and it's at Sentient Series. S-E-N-T-I-E-N-T Series. Um, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Vine, Vimeo, YouTube, Tumblr, Reddit, we're everywhere. Find us. And my people will do that, so you <laughs> might get some weirdos out there. That, That's fine. The yeah. more the merrier. We like weirdos. Yeah. yeah. So do I. They, they keep me going. Uh, you want to give us an idea, like how, uh, well, story arcs, or I want to get into characters, some of your characters, like one or two of them. I think one or two of them might actually be here. Yeah, you give me um, an idea, like, you know, what you're dealing Doreen with character-wise. Doreen is pretty much the main character of the show. Uh, Doreen is a sort of microbiologist. She's, she's studying uh, cold viruses, and uh, she creates this device that basically... Um, it has nanotechnology involved, and it sort of it sort of cures the common cold. But then there's other applications to it. Um, we have some sneaky people involved in our show. Go ahead, Doug. Yeah, just uh, the nanotechnology is obviously a a point of interest, not just within the company, but uh, for others around the world. Absolutely. And they want to they want to pirate or. Get it, get business intelligence on what is going on. So, so there's a, a lot of intrigue around the nanotechnology and the, um, as well. And one of my favorite characters, though, is a uh, is a gentleman named Alder. And uh, Alder is a, a, a war vet uh, serving many tours in Iraq, and he's come back and is uh, somewhat 
uh, drifting through society and finds himself as a, an assistant ranger in the Canadian uh, Forest Service. And uh, Alder's just an incredibly intelligent survivalist and uh, a great character that through through uh, happenstance uh, bumps into this, of all things, a group of uh, research scientists on a corporate retreat. So he's an incredible character that um, I think many people relate to just because of his humanness and uh, and his, uh, his struggle with uh, being a part of society. And uh, so he's one of my favorite characters that we've developed and, and get to kind of experience through the series. There's, there's many layers, I think, to almost every character that you guys, you guys have created, and that evolves over the whole series. Um, like, I, I know you guys have been telling me all about Dory and how you peel back the layers like an onion of her. She seems very cold and demanding and fiery on the outside, but we end up finding out. She's yeah, cool. We have a character growing within the show itself. Also, that's strong. I think every that's, single that's character strong. grows throughout the show. There's really strong characterization that you guys have managed to create. That's what's missing. I mean, you can, have, you can write the best story in the world. If your characters are weak, it's, it falls flat. And I love that you have multiple characters. That makes it dangerous. Uh, we have, I have this thing I call the G.I. Joe theory. Nobody died in the cartoon. It wasn't interesting. You guys, you have a cast of characters. Somebody's expendable every season. I oh, think yeah. that's the way you look at it, and it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Almost Plenty. every episode. Sometimes more. Almost every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that would be one thing about the show is that the body count is pretty high. Okay. <laughs> you got me hooked. <laughs> I'm in. That's awesome. Who actually came up with the idea of this all together? Three yeah, of you? Or? I started it. You started it? Yeah. Okay. This is your work. You know, I, I love the I love the thing and oh. body snatchers and those movies. Absolute favorites. And yes. I always like the element of a, a whodunit where you don't know who's infected. Like Mothman, you also don't, something's watching yeah. over your shoulder, but yeah. you don't know what it is yeah. type of thing. I, those are my favorites too. And so it's really cool just to like have a, all these people and you don't know who's infected. That's awesome. You know? And this this person is infected is is out to get you. You know, they're not like uh, they're not nice. And they've been, they've been, the virus is kind of a, a symbiotic relationship with the character. Um, and it's a character all the time. Yes, it is. It, it, it basically has a mind of its own, and it's, it's, it's genetically uh, manipulated virus. Self-aware. It's evolving oh, the, entire, the entire show. All five seasons have evolved. You never know. That's what awesome. Thinking and doing and I love this already. I can't. Do I get to see a pilot or something? Or, or does pilot, anybody get to see? We'll have a pilot cut in January or February, uh, so 2015. Um, and we were hoping to have the whole first season. Yeah, that's God talking. Uh, God interrupts us every now and then. We'll just pause for station identification right about now. Rudely interrupted Raquel during. Well, let's just finish what you're talking about. Yeah, I was just talking about. Um, well, we released our teaser trailer about three weeks ago, and um, it's been doing really well, really great. And we're actually going to have our pilot cut and ready to go about January of 2015, so about a couple months from here now. Um, and we plan on shooting the rest of the first season and a couple of short months here. Um, and that should be ready to go May 2015. And we actually uh, 
had some really great recognition recently that we're actually going to be on mobile television. So Roku channels, um, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Dish Hopper, anywhere where there's a mobile television device, we're also going to be on Comcast. Um, so that's really exciting for us. That just happened within, <laughs> within the past week. So we, we started out as a web series and we're quickly rising to the occasion, um, mobile television, and there's only network television and then film from here. I got big dreams. And I just ran into Mark like uh, yesterday in the parking lot. Just we're getting our tags and walking. In. There's something <laughs> right there when you said, "Oh, I'm a director." I'm like, "Wait a second, I'm in a director in the parking lot. What's going on here?" <laughs> Chance meeting. I think I'm meeting some people here that are, got some going here, and I, I, I love being on the ground level of this stuff. So I really appreciate your time. And uh, what about future projects? I know writers always have something else going on. He, he doesn't. Doug doesn't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> We're so happy that we ran into you, um, a fellow sci-fi lover oh, like yourself. Yeah, we have some projects credit. in the back burner. Um, we're uh, we work for a company called DC Entertainment. Mark is the founder, president, CEO. Um, I'm just one of his fellow minions, <laughs> and we're <laughs> and we um, we have a project um, that's going to be coming up in about January 2015. Here, um, it's another paranormal film, sci-fi uh, thriller. It's a feature film. Um, it's a feature film. It's going to be shot in Pittsburgh. Uh, we have distribution for it already. It's about a $2 million budget film. Um, we have some really great actors lined up already. Uh, we're really excited about it. I'm really excited about that too. Fantastic, guys. Um, uh, we plugged everything we got here, websites and everything. Uh, Deep Sea Entertainment, yeah, it's check a, us out. We have a Facebook page. Our company is doing big things, great things for the city of Pittsburgh. How about that's, Twitter? That's deepsea.com. That's D-E-E-P-C-E-A.com. Right. I we have, we have a Twitter. Too. We have everything. What's Fine. your Twitter handle? So you want to put um, that Deep Sea, E-N-T. Okay. And what about individually? Do you want to do you give out your own individual Twitters? Or you, I'm yeah, at my, Fairly mine Dark. Is, so. My Twitter is Oscar Winterman. My Twitter handle is Raquel Knows Best. <laughs> <laughs> well, fantastic, sentient people. I really appreciate your time, and thanks for being on Kettlewell's Radio. I hope this will be the first time of many visits. We, so. we do, too. Awesome. For absolutely. sure, man. We do, too. All right, thanks Thank a lot. Much. All right, absolutely. Let's sign you're off for the moment. You're the first big one. You're ours. I want to be at. I want to be at the screening. All right, you're there. <laughs> See, I, you're the screener. You got it. You hear that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, folks. Here we are. I'm with uh, Kelly Martin. It's uh, Kettle Whistle Radio. We're at the uh, Pittsburgh Comic Con. You want to plug some of your stuff right now? Writer extraordinaire, Kelly Martin. Certainly, I'm the author of uh, ongoing series, uh, Tales of the Reading Dragon Inn. The first book is The Lucky Cricket. The second book is Thomas the Poisoner. And it's telling a story of uh, exceptional individuals who have been possessed by powers from beyond. Um, this is a young adult series written for uh, an audience of 14 to 90. Uh, if you like fantasy fiction, if you like fiction that's inspired by uh, gaming universes like Dungeons and Dragons, this is the type of uh, audience I've always been as a reader and it's the type of audience I'm looking for as a writer. 
Fantastic, yes. He's been filling my head for two days. With You have enough to write 12 books, so I don't know where you're going to go with this, man. But tell them where to find it, most importantly. Yeah, my website can be found at uh, www.mythlogicpress.com. That's all one word. And um, my books are available on Amazon and barnesnoble.com, uh, and Amazon in both print and Kindle editions. All right, very cool, very cool. We're waiting right now. We're going to be uh, getting the talent uh, from our, our earlier guest from the uh, TV web series that's being picked up for TV uh, Sentient. We're waiting for the talent. Her name is Erin Berger. She plays Dory, the lead character, and we hear that she's very excitable. We'll see. We'll get back to you in a couple of minutes here. We're back, and we are here with Erin Berger. Hi, everyone. Star of Sentient, from what I've been told, right, Raquel? Are you back there yes. somewhere? Yeah, Raquel's back here, too. And you play Dory? My character's name is Dr. Doreen Rosenstrat. Yes, Dory for short. You want to tell us a little bit about her? Above all else, Dory is a calm, level-headed woman. She knows what she wants. She's got a great heart. She's all about saving humanity. Nothing selfish. She's got a young daughter named Marie who she's terribly fond of. And she's just looking to change the world with Nanotropolis. Very cool. And is she spot on or is she off a little bit? No, she's spot on. <laughs> we, we have our actors embody their characters and Aaron definitely does that. So You met Raquel earlier. Um, now, how did we find Dory? What was she doing prior to this? Prior to this, she um, she actually showed up to one of our open auditions. Not Dory, but Erin Berger. Um, I called her Dory we can already. We call her Dory. We, I mean, she's got the name tag on and everything. Um, but she showed up to one of our open auditions. How she found us, I'm not sure. She's not telling me. I was cruising Facebook and nice. I saw I, I saw someone wanting a 28 to 32 year old athletic blonde and I said well that I'll throw my hat in the ring little did I know that Dory was the lead of Ascension I had no idea I showed up slightly intimidated walked into this office gave my monologue and then was asked to memorize something on the spot did that and this then, woman read a monologue from Sylvia Plath I, I guess kind of, on the spot uh, yeah, on the spot on the spot and then they asked me to read a scene and uh, felt really great reading. It felt very natural. It felt very cool. All the direction that director Mark Cross and Raquel were giving me, uh, I think I took very well. It felt very natural. I felt very at ease. And so now here it is, September, almost two months later, and I can't believe that I'm sitting at Comic-Con with this podcast <laughs> with these wonderful gentlemen. And uh, we are... We're rolling. Ascension is, is on the ball, and it's going to do great things. I, I, I have high confidence in everything that you guys have been saying about this. Um, so, now, all right, athletic. So, is she going to be kicking some ass? With, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> if <laughs> I made... could do some Xeno Warrior Princess moves, <laughs> I will be working to get myself in tip-top shape for that, and I'd be all for it. But, uh, yeah, she's just a girl raised in Alaska, used to walking around in the woods, um, roughing it so to speak and I don't know maybe a little physical action so I'm the brains and the brawn I've got you know doing the gun show and uh, nice. everything that is involved with being a neuroscience doctor I was going to say that leads into my question which was what type of doctor now we know neuroscience doctor my other question is uh, what's your background experience uh, in theater or um, 
small theater, uh, school. Absolutely. I graduated from Slippery Rock University in 2010. So did I. Did you really? Yeah, 94. Check it out. Woo! Look at that yeah. bling, the right? bling. That? That's awesome. I love that? the rock. That's exactly. crazy. Yeah. Right. I really found the passion for theater at Slippery Rock. I graduated with my degree in uh, secondary education. I'm also an English teacher, so I graduated my degree in education as well as theater. While I was at Slippery Rock, I had the opportunity to travel to Edinburgh, Scotland, so I performed in the Festival Fringe. I was uh, received well there. They, they loved Slippery Rock and what it did. Um, Great theater program there. I remember it. Yes. Excellent. Yes. I've been in Cymbeline, As You Like It. Uh, I was had a gabbler in had a gabbler. I had a lot of pretty incredible opportunities there. From Slippery Rock, I started participating in a lot of community theater, both acting and directing. I've been the lead in Picnic, the lead in Bus Stop, the lead in Moon Over Buffalo, and uh, currently I am directing, uh, it's called A Bench in the Sun, it's a hilarious little bit about three characters who are living in a retirement home, and uh, before that I've directed Old Love. So um, wow. I've also been in a short, some Point Park shorts, most notably The Bully, so I'm trying to spread myself out. I'd say definitely, good question by the way, that was Kelly Martin with the question, author extraordinaire we talked to earlier. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You have to introduce yourself every now and then, but we plugged you earlier. Fant <laughs> I can't believe you're a Slippery Rock graduate. That's fantastic. That is a small world. Unbelievable. Great. Yeah, well, I met my wife there. So, Did yeah. you really? Yeah, okay, yeah. Good. Who's on this podcast quite a bit, by the way, as an assistant. I shouldn't have said that, actually. <laughs> she, she, has a, she has a pseudonym. We'll get into that some other time. But, all right, so, all right, teacher, yeah. uh, emotional, emotional teacher. And you have a sense of humor on top of that. How does that play into the role you're playing with this character? None of it or all of it? Oh. The humor, not so much. She is. She's Scully. Is she Scully from the X Files? A yeah. little bit Scully. I'm nah. gonna, I think that that's a pretty accurate description. I think she just wants to be uh, level-headed and in control, sentient from the minute it starts. There's turmoil, and uh, she's the person that people are looking to for the answers, and she knows that. She recognizes that it is imperative for her to keep the level head, um, which is so contradictory to who I am as Aaron Berger. I'll, I'll fly off the handle. So I've got to work to keep Dory uh, under wraps, keep her cool, calm, and collected at all times. I'll have you know she's wearing her name tag right now. Oh, she's yes. totally all FBI'd out. <laughs> we got her FBI bling. They all did, actually. I saw a couple of people there. Anyway, um, I'm trying to think now. Um, as far as, I don't know, scenes, do you have a favorite scene or least favorite thing you had to do already? Hard to say with Raquel sitting there, but anything you didn't want to do that you I'm did? I'm share something with you. I hope so. <laughs> It's got to be audio. You know, oh, my goodness. Nothing but audio. I, uh, I might be the only woman in the world who doesn't have her ears pierced because I am terrified of needles. I am petrified. Can't do it. Can't handle it. I cry when I get shot. I mean, they literally <laughs> getting blood drawn. They use the infant needles still with me. I can't handle it. Like taking my child toy to the hospital. That's how bad it is. I'm a doctor and I've got a raw blood. That takes some focus. <laughs> <laughs> I had a phobia of needles ever since my own childhood. Did you really? Yes. Oh, <laughs> so to this day. I can't do it. I can't do it. And uh, obviously as the lead doctor, there's this one scene. I love the scene. The pictures are sick. The shots are sick. But I have to um, extract some fluid from this individual to take it back to the lab. And I'm holding a syringe. And there's not a needle in it, but it's making me cringe because I know it should be at the end of that syringe. And like, I almost... Uh, it, it <laughs> really? A little weak in the knees. Yeah. Oh boy. I can handle blood. Um, 
not the need required. Uh, that's feasible. That's everybody, I think, at some point. I don't know. Well, tattoos that don't bother me at all. I don't know. But I guess not. you'll never get a tattoo. Oh right? goodness, no. It's just kind of like a scraping. It doesn't. I don't. I don't know. I find it relaxing, but that's me. That's my issue. <laughs> so, you, all right. So you didn't like that. How about favorite scenes? Or actually, without giving out too much plot, of course. I'm very lucky. With regards to the favorite scenes, I'm very lucky to work with such a, an impressive team. Almost every scene is my favorite scene because ah, cool. everyone is so good, and I'm so blessed to have this opportunity. I mean, everyone's credentials are through the roof to the point where I felt a little bit silly. I'm looking at all the things that everyone else has done, and I'm like, well, I graduated from Slippery Rock in Western PA, and so it's been it's been a humbling experience, and the talent is just incredible. Um, I like the serious scenes, though. I really like the scenes that reveal the plot, where there's a little bit of monologue for me to dive into uh, where this series is going. How do you find the transition between doing plays to doing screenplays? Very good question. Very nice question. Um, well, first things first, we started filming on a Thursday. We got the final script the Tuesday before, so it's about 48 hours and reading it over and prepping it in my mind versus being on the stage, you rehearse sometimes for eight weeks at a time. You perfect those scenes, you know those actors, you learn them in and out versus film, you have to be ready to go. You need to be in the moment, at the moment. Sometimes you're not even going to know the actor that you're performing with and you don't have the luxury of being on set with someone or I'm sorry, being on the stage with someone and rehearsing with them for weeks at a time. So really it's just having an open personality, um, accepting of everyone and anything because this is film, things change, uh, actors come and go, and you've just got to be able to adapt on the spot, on the spot. Sometimes you might be getting a line and the director might hear it and not like it, and then, you, then you've got to go to a, a little bit of a rewrite. You've also got to have that improv skill. Has that happened at all? Or? Yeah. I'd say so, absolutely. Yeah. There's been some scenes where the director's been like, okay, I'm going to need you guys to improv here for a couple of minutes, and uh, it's in those moments where you've really got to let your character shine. You've got to show them what, why they picked you out of casting hundreds and hundreds of people. You've got to show them in those small moments why you were the choice. And so you see them as opportunities and not challenges, and you just push forward. And you answered an ad on Facebook. That's amazing how it just all came together. Ed, was it immediate, though? Everything, I mean, the chemistry between you and everybody else, or was there a lot? I'm putting you guys on the on the spot There's here. No turmoil. Just like I, immediate. Think, I think Aaron adjusted fairly quickly to the entire cast and crew, and all the directors and producers love her. All the uh, other actors love her. She fits right in. Um, look, she's gonna cry. <laughs> yeah, we heard that you get a little emotional. Hair <laughs> loud. <laughs> Tears on the radio is good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's very, Raquel's being very flattering right now. And she's, she's so sweet, but whenever everyone is this cool and, and this collected, and not only that, but this passionate about something that is truly a labor of love, it's very easy to fit in because if you drive with that, then, then you're golden. And talking to Mark Cross, when I met him, I, again, it was out in the parking lot. He's talking about filming out in the woods. You guys have been out in the woods a lot, like predominantly? or. Yeah, so where do you guys do you guys don't sleep out there? I met you stay in a hotel. That's far, no. no okay, so yeah, yeah, but, yeah, car shooting a weird time. hour. Oh, really? Yeah, all right. Very low budget, guys. Gorilla shooting. Very low budget. Yeah, my backseat. 
the, the trailer. It's also my makeup studio. <laughs> I've got an excellent rear view mirror for putting on eyeliner, <laughs> let me tell you. So, uh, You've it's, mastered it's, the art. I've mastered the art. Fantastic. It's all about making it work. Like we said, labor, love. Um, it's exciting to see where it's going to go, but the humbling beginnings are just... They're awesome memories, and I'm having a great time. How many scenes are... Who do you shoot with mostly? Is there a partner involved that's predominantly there together, or...? Thus far, we've only shot the pilot, okay. um, but so far, we've revealed the chemistry, or lack thereof, between <laughs> Dory and Fontana. Oh, yes. Um, and there's also a few good scenes between Dory and um, the CEO of Biogenics and his um, attorney partner, Willem and Archie. Um, so those are some pretty good main scenes that are in the pilot. Um, but we, we still have a lot of writing, a lot of shooting down the line to do. The story is evolving every day, like we said before. Um, Dory will find that out soon enough. Yeah, you keep her in the dark, right? We do. When does she see the scripts, or like the day of? No, not the day of. We like to give them the script um, as far enough in advance as we can. Um, last time around shooting the pilot, we were pretty crunched for time. So like she said, she got the final, final script on Tuesday, and we shot on Thursday. Um, this time around, we hope to give them about two weeks, three weeks, final scripts. Um, so they have time, because we're going to be shooting 45-minute episodes now. That definitely changes things. That changes things for sure. I wondered how often, you know, do you get that surprise factor out of the, the actor or actress, you know, like the day of, they find, oh, I just got killed off. They find out that day, that week, two days ahead of time. I mean, some yeah. things you really have to keep. Sometimes with TV shows, they do that. I know, yeah. And that's, I, I wonder if you guys use that battle tactic. <laughs> Not thus far. We might down the line. Hey, it's Mark Cross. Hello. He's back again. What's going on? He's coming down. Nice. Hey, Mark. Hello. Hello. Well, we got to give her a chance to wrap this up with uh, plug yourself where we can find you. You have Facebook, Twitter. Absolutely. Well, you can find Sentient. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Sentient Web Series. Please go like our page, look at the video, just give us your feedback. Like we said, we're always growing and. Uh, we hope that you will grow with us. So I've got one oddball question. Uh, I knew you had an English teacher. What's your favorite work of literature? My favorite work of literature. Well, coincidentally enough, uh, Sylvia Plath's Bell Jar, which is where I pulled my monologue. I like to take the unconventional route. If I read something interesting and there's a great passage in it, I'm going to memorize it during the monologue. Um, personal favorite would be The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath. What my favorite novel is to teach. I have. I can find a lot of joy in teaching Agatha Christie's and then there were none. I absolutely am enthralled when I teach that novel. There's so much you can do with it. The children love it. I love Blue, Green, Black, that classic. Some of them are like, well, who is this? I said, you guys don't know. This woman has almost, has outsold everyone except the Bible and, <laughs> and, uh, and Shakespeare. You, you've got to meet her. She's incredible. And they just love it. And so they're reading. Um, we just wrapped that actually in my classroom. And a lot of them, they've gone on Amazon and ordered their other novel, some other Agatha Christie. So it's all about building that passion for literature. So. Very nice. We've got more than we bargained for here. Fantastic. Great question, by the way. Anything else you want to add before? Yeah, just remember the website. Give them the website. Yeah, speak right in there. 
oh. website is where did it begin you can find us hashtag hashtag where did it begin so where did it begin dot com if you go to that website you see a big biohazard sign you found the place so please stay tuned there and you're about to see some, some pretty cool stuff evolve over the next couple of months I'm excited that's for certain very cool thank you folks I really appreciate this and uh, we're going to hear more from you guys in the future I'm sure about that Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely, and thank you. Some Lucello, okay? Okay, well, let's settle that. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Pack podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Electric acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Electric Acid.